It's time to step into the more that God has for you. This is Eunice Lai, and I would like to welcome you to today's episode of Beyond the Building with Laura Pereno and Debbie Kiever of the Beyond Women's Conference. Welcome to 2024, and welcome to Beyond the Building. Uh, my name's Laura Pereno. I'm with Debbie Kiever, as always, but we are in a brand <laughs> new year. We are in 2024, and Debbie, I know that we say this all the time, like, we can't believe it's Easter, then we can't believe it's the summer, right? <laughs> then we can't believe it's Christmas, but here we are, a brand new year, 2024, and it has been um, a, a great year, you know, 2023, looking back, Deb, uh, for my family, uh, specifically on my end, just in December, um, our daughter was married to an amazing uh, man named Leon, so Emily and Leon were married in December. Um, I look back and think at the things that God has um, taught me as I've studied his word and think about the journal entries that I've written. Mm -hmm. Um, It's like, it's like God is moving in families. God is moving in circumstances, but you know, it's also so important when God moves in our hearts. So um, just grateful. Uh, How about you? So December was a really huge month for our family. I don't know. For our listeners, if you recall, in the month of November, we talked about praising you anywhere. And Chip and Natalie, Chip is my oldest son. He and his wife shared, I think at the very beginning or so of the month, about praising God in the middle, right? When you're waiting and waiting. And they shared about the season of infertility um, and then fostering a little girl and the waiting that was involved with Um, getting her to a place of adoption. And I can officially say now with great excitement that we have a beautiful granddaughter who is in our forever family, not just forever in our hearts, but um, forever in our family. And so December was a long answer to prayer. It was kind of funny because right after they recorded uh, that podcast, they got the word that adoption was in the clear and they just started, then we had to wait. Of course we had to wait. Um, another month or so in for the date was given to us. So we are officially, um, sh- we have adopted her into our family, right? She's come to us. So that was a really big uh, answer to prayer in December. That's fun how God ended the year on answered prayers, yeah. right? For your big family ones. with big the adoption yeah. and for my family with the wedding. Um, yep. I love, love that. Uh, we also had another highlight together. Because uh, you and I love to be in person with women uh, teaching the word. And in September, um, we had our first uh, in-person conference since uh, COVID in Ocean City, New Jersey. And we were so excited to do that. That was another highlight for me. I know it was for you, Deb. Mm-hmm. Yep. And very excited we go, that we have roll. to save the date. That's right. Here we are, first week of uh, 2024, asking you to please put on your calendar, September 28th of 2024. We're going to be back in Ocean City, uh, New Jersey at the Ocean City Tabernacle. And I am already so excited about that. So plans are being made. The teams are already uh, emailing saying, mm-hmm. you know, we're ready to be part of it again. And so I, I, we both hope that you'll join us again for another great day of worship, women, and the word. You know, keep posted too, because Ocean City, Jersey, of course, that's where we spend our weekends, but that is not the only place that Beyond Conferences are going to be. There's where just keep look, keep looking on our website our Facebook page, because some other churches have begun to reach out saying, Hey, we experienced what we did in ocean city. Would you come to our church? So we just want to put that out there. 
if your women's group would be interested in hosting a half day conference for when we are all about praying about coming and sharing um, from the word of God with your church. So just kind of keep that in mind. So Laura, here we are in January, 2024 and uh, everybody likes to set goals and think about their coming year. I think January, a lot of churches start off with a great time of prayer and fasting. It's a time to press in, seek his heart. God, what's on your heart, you know, for this coming year. And I don't know if you've noticed, but you can flip the pages and you're going to still have same, some of this in January. And this month we're calling the series giants, right? Giants are the ones that seem to chase you and to make life difficult. And so as we are pressing into his heart uh, for this coming year, One of the things we're going to tackle right out of the gate is how do you deal with the giants in your life? Yeah. Isn't that the craziest thing? Because you would think that it's a brand new year, right? And so Mm -hmm. we're moving into 2024. Certainly the things that we left in 2023, that they would stay in 2023. But um, man, I think that when you've lived 55 years, right? Or actually whenever you, however old you are, you start to realize that some of these things do become repetitive and it doesn't matter what the date is. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the, the giants that we face, they want to just keep chasing us down. And mm-hmm. of course, when anybody talks about giants, the place my mind goes to is the story of David and Goliath. And so yeah. we're really going to be looking at the story of David and Goliath for the whole month of January. We're going to mm-hmm. uh, start, take a deeper look into first Samuel 17. It really is You know, if you think about what the most popular Bible stories are, right, that young kids know, that adults know, you've got Jonah and the whale, and you've got David and Goliath. And so we're going to be sitting, but I love, and, and, you know, we talk about this with the Christmas story too, Deb, it's sometimes in the most popular or most familiar Bible story that we can see truth that we hadn't seen before. And I think that's what's going to happen as we talk about David's defeat of the giant Goliath. You and I have done a lot of teaching on a Bible study tool called the Reads. Um, I think podcast number 92 is one where we taught it, but we've used it over many podcasts over the years. And it's just, a, it's an acronym. It's to read, to examine, to discover application, to dialogue with God and to see in the spirit. It's just a Bible study tool that combines a good study of the Lagos word, the, the written word. And the rhema word, right? Which is where the Holy Spirit is quickening your spirit to capture, God, what's your heart speaking to me? That's fresh. And so that is a tool that I use in my personal quiet time. And this story of David and Goliath, which how many times have you read it? How many times have, as me as a kid's pastor taught this story, you never exhaust what God wants to speak to your heart. And so in the Bible study that I teach on a weekly basis in Ocean City, New Jersey, In the month of December, I taught on how God was revealing himself with giants in our lives through this David and Goliath story. And I I wrote to, and I'm like, Laura, gosh, there is so much here, so many principles that we can apply in our own lives to the giants that we're facing. I think we need to do a podcast on Mm -hmm, this because mm -hmm. it's so fun to be able to take a very, quote, familiar story and allow God to just work it out in a fresh way in our lives. And so each week we're going to be focusing on a different aspect of the story that man, applying it to our lives, which I think is really, really rich. 
you know, you said something in there, like we all have giants. Mm -hmm. And I think that is so true. And just like all of the um, things that we go through, sometimes the place we've got to start is by identifying what the struggle is. And so if we're talking about giants, you know, as we start this month, I think it's important that we identify what our giants are. And um, if we think about how are we figuring out or identifying our giants, um, really our giants can be identified by our struggles, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. you know, repetitive struggles. Um, It's important to be able to personalize what we struggle with. Mm -hmm. And even as I say that, like there are certain things that come up into my mind right now saying, Laura, this is something that you struggle with, right. On an ongoing basis. And um, that's, that's really the first part to start. And we're going to look back at David and we're going to say, how did he identify Mm -hmm. and specifically tackle Mm -hmm. the thing that he identified as the issue? Some Mm -hmm. of the things that we struggle with, some of our giants uh, as women or men, whoever's listening, uh, are our emotions. You know, the Mm -hmm. things that we feel it is so easy for our emotions to try to take the wheel uh, and lead us the wrong way. Oh, yeah. Uh, You know, we've talked numerous times about our thought patterns. Uh, Man, I think we were just talking about it in December when we were talking about peace and we talk about Mm -hmm. it with the armor of God. Our thought patterns can really be a place where a giant come come in. Mm -hmm. Um, Habits that we get stuck in, man, we can have giants in our relationships. It's just like, there are so many places where there were repetitive struggles. It's identifying those places and saying, you are a giant. And uh, depending on what season of life we're in too, they may have may look a little bit different mm-hmm. coming in a different direction. I think the things that were giants to me in college are done, right? But there's new giants. Mm-hmm. There's new things I'm dealing with, but there are some common characteristics. And so the ones that we're going to list right now, you see it in this story in first Samuel with David and Goliath. But I would, if you, if you listen to them, you're going to say, yeah, man, I, connect with this this resonates with me and but some of the common characteristics some a giant will set like position themselves to try to keep opposing what god's heart is for you Mm. he opposes the word he opposes the truth he opposes god's plan for you he opposes god's heart for you and so everything that is coming out of the mouth of the giant is contra uh, contradictory mm. to what who the Lord is, mm. uh, and to go along with that, giants will challenge the authority of Scripture. They'll twist it. They'll just try to raise doubt and confusion, and and the truth that that we find in the Word of God that plants our identity in Christ and His purpose for us. The giant is constantly saying, "You don't have to believe that. It's not true about you," and so always twisting, challenging that authority. Mm. Giants also are repetitive. And that's really one of the things we see in this story, right? The accusations or the thing that you struggle with just keeps coming back at you. And how many times when you're in the middle of a struggle and you're facing a giant, do you ever just feel exhausted, right? Mm-hmm, giants mm-hmm. Wear you come out. at you repetitively, right? In order to wear you down. And then along with that, they disrupt your peace, And this goes back to our thought patterns, but giants Mm -hmm. come at us to disrupt our peace because they want to keep our thoughts focused off of the Lord. Yep. 
Yeah. You know, as a believer, the enemy can't take away your position as a child of God adopted and grafted into the family of God. But if he can capture your attention and capture your thinking, he can aim to paralyze your ability to walk in freedom. He can aim to paralyze your effectiveness in pursuing kingdom, things that that are important to the heart of God. And so he'll do whatever he can. He's he's very calculated. He's scheming to try to um, wear you down Mm -hmm. so that you just, you can't move anywhere. And that's what Mm -hmm. he did to Israel. That's what we're going to see what he did to Israel. But before we jump into this story of David and Goliath, let's just pause for a moment and say, do I recognize those characteristics of the giant in my own life? Is there an emotion or a thought pattern or a relationship that we feel opposes God's heart for me? Is there a giant in my life that's constantly challenging? Do I even believe scripture as is for me? You know, mm-hmm. that is it all true? Is there a giant who does not let up accusing you, trying to exhaust you? And is there a giant that is stealing your peace, right? Your, your peace is gone because you're so focused off of the Lord and onto the very thing that's yelling at you. And is there something in your life, a giant in your personal life that you're saying, man, I cannot get any traction forward in my, my walk with Jesus because I'm so stuck mm-hmm. listening to this giant. So before we even go on, just pause a moment and say, Holy Spirit, do I have a giant like that in my life? Aren't we glad that God hears <laughs> and answers mm-hmm. and has already given us his word with mm-hmm. answers and solutions. And mm-hmm. so as the Holy Spirit is speaking to your heart, um, we're going to be in first Samuel 17. We're not going to read through this whole passage, uh, in today's episode, but would really encourage you to open up your word to first Samuel mm-hmm. 17, maybe in your quiet time before you go to bed, whatever it is, read through it. Uh, and, and then just consider some of the thoughts that we're sharing today. Mm-hmm. But, you know, when you, when you open up the story, the first thing you have to do is, is look at the setting. Mm-hmm. Um, it's one of the things I love to do when I read the Bible is what's the setting. Mm-hmm. And uh, the setting that's taken place in First Samuel 17 is a place um, between two hills. There's two hills that are occupied in this area. One hill has the army of Israel, and on the opposite hill um, is the army of the Philistines. And between these two hills is the Valley of Elah. And it's down in this valley um, that we find King Saul and the Israel army have camped yeah and then if you pick up in verse four it says a champion named goliath who was from gath came out of the philistine camp now that word champion i think is really interesting it's it literally means like you send your best dude and i'll send my best dude and they're gonna like a duel right and winner takes all that's what that word champion was was describing which would make sense right out of the philistine camp came goliath well nobody was coming out of the israelite yeah, camp right, right. so right. you can't have a duel if you only have one but so this is the champion he's the one that's been picked from gath from the philistines to represent the philistines now it's interesting when you go back, you th- giants are fascinating, right? And I taught kids all these years and they wanted to know how big he was and how big were his shoes. And it's funny mm-hmm. the questions kids come up with. But 
we're not gonna we're gonna not gonna get sidetracked on this too much, but a little bit of backstory. If you go back into the book of Numbers in chapter 13, 33, do you remember before the Israelites are gonna take the promised land? Moses sends out the spies to take a look at the land. And Joshua and Caleb, they come back and it says in that passage, we saw the Nephilim there. The descendants of Anak come from the Nephilim. We seemed like grasshoppers in our own eyes and we looked the same to them. They were describing the giants. Now they also described amazing lands of milk and honey, but there were these giants. You're like, where did giants come from? So the Nephilim, that's a whole other rabbit trail that we're not going to go down, but there was a population of very, very large people that were the Nephilim. And, and Goliath is coming from that population. The other thing I found fascinating, and this, this is where the Lord started in doing the reads on this, started taking me down a trail was when the Israelites took over the promised land, there were three towns that the Philistines still occupied Gaza, Gath, and Ashdod. Now of these Gaza and Ashdod actually belonged to the tribe of Judah. They are part of the promised land, but they never took possession of it because the Philistines were in there. Now, sometimes the Philistines found themselves subject to the Israelites, but this was land that belonged to Israel, but they had never ousted the Philistines. Now, the the town of Gath was a nut was a different town. Their Philistines were from there, and that's where Goliath was from. But man, I started thinking it belongs to you, but you've never ousted the enemy. Okay. So we see that in this story because the promised land belonged to Judah, but the Philistines still inhabited some of it. Like the land belonged to Israel, but the enemy still had Mm -hmm. a stronghold there. Mm -hmm. The enemy still had a presence there. And you know that we read something like that, Deb, and we are like, okay, there's more to this story. Uh And it's just the wow. It's just the Mm -hmm. wow, because in our lives, you know, as believers in Jesus, like Christ's death on the cross was for our victory. And we, we get the land if, if we can say that in a spiritual Mm -hmm. sense, right? We have all of the blessings of Christ Jesus. We are to be living as promised land people with Christ Mm -hmm. as our promised land. And yet Mm -hmm. so many times, um, we have victory over the giants, but we still find ourselves struggling over the very areas that Christ said he came to conquer, right? He came to conquer the power of sin. And yet sometimes we are people who live in the promised land or own the promised land, but we still allow the giants to live there instead. I think this is so significant. I mean, you and I both teach uh, women's Bible studies and how often are we teaching women this area of your life belongs to the Lord mm-hmm. and, and how we are, we we have to walk this ourselves and we teach this a lot. You know, the reason we're struggling so much with the enemy's presence there is maybe, have I ever really gone to battle for that land? Have I ever really surrendered that area over to the Lordship of Jesus Christ? Because if I haven't, the enemy has the right to be there, right? Because mm-hmm. I'm kind of like saying, it's like opening the doors to your house and saying, mm-hmm. I don't like you, but come on in. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to kick you out. You know, First Corinthians 6.20 says you were bought with a price. So glorify God in your body. So 
I have been purchased by the blood of the lamb. So I need to glorify him in my body, in my physical body. I need to glorify him in my thought life, in my emotions. Oh my gosh, the way I react to things and the way I dream. And then again, like I said, a physical body. These are the areas that have been purchased by the blood of the lamb. And yet aren't those the areas that there's the enemy tries to sneak in there? That's and right. the, the, that's where the giant's going after me. That's right. But that land already belongs to Jesus. Right? Yeah. That yeah. very place already belongs to Jesus. And if we look at the back to the cross, uh, Satan, you know, he thinks he has a right to the land. He has a right to our peace or to take our peace or our joy. But Satan's right to the land was defeated on the cross. So Satan's right to my peace and my joy and trying to manipulate and control my situation actually was defeated on the cross. Mm -hmm. But the thing is, when we walk in disobedience, Mm -hmm. right, it's like we are opening that door up that Christ died to keep shut. Mm -hmm. Right. And yet we open it up. And when we open it up, it's like, we're saying here we are in the promised land, but we've got the open door. So just come on in enemy. Right. And we might not be saying it because of Mm -hmm. who would ever say, you know, I want chaos and strife to come into my life. And I want to walk away from the ways Mm -hmm. of the Lord. And yet we do it, you know, for whatever reason we do it because the giants want to uh, lead us astray or keep us defeated or weary but I'm all about doors right now. And I just Mm -hmm. think it's very significant Mm -hmm. that Jesus came to shut the door Mm -hmm. so that we can live in freedom, but Mm -hmm. we have that choice to open that door up through disobedience and the enemy can't wait to come in and set up camp in those places. He doesn't, he doesn't wave a big, like tempting door in front of us. It's the small stuff, Mm -hmm. right? That, that you're, And then he whispers to you, this is so small, it doesn't matter. But you know, once you get your foot in a door, that phrase, the foot, get your foot in the door, Mm -hmm. you can wedge it open much Mm -hmm. faster. So the enemy is definitely going after the little, the little opening. Mm -hmm. And, and that's where he has the power is when we, we choose to disobey God, Mm -hmm. it gives the enemy a lot more power when we choose to submit to God resist the devil he has to flee it's when we don't Mm -hmm. submit to god and we don't resist we struggle i think of some of the open doors right where the little the foot goes in there and disrupts my peace it could be if i read too much about the news now there's a balance between you you can't live like an ostrich with your head in the sand you need to know what's going on in the world around you but there if you fill your mind with a constant barrage of the news, it's going to be negative. It's going to be a lot of violence. It's going to be a lot of tragedy. And then you try to sleep peacefully. Mm-hmm. Like that's, you know, there. it's like, God, do you want me just brain dumping all this stuff mm-hmm. in my head before I go to sleep? Mm-hmm. I don't think so. Mm-hmm. And, you know, right along with that, you talk about your head. How about your heart? Mm-hmm. Right. Because we would all say as believers in Jesus or followers of Jesus, that we would all say, I want to have pure hands and a, and a pure heart pure mind. I want my thought life to be pure. And then yet we are really opening the door to thoughts that are not pure, like lustful thoughts, because we watch mm-hmm. things on TV that we shouldn't be watching yeah. or hateful comments because we read things on social media or we hear other people talk or it gets into our minds. Oh yeah. And when you were talking about doors just a minute ago, it was interesting. Cause I was thinking when we see a door that when I see a door that's closed, typically I'm like, okay, the door's closed. I'll walk by it. It's no big deal. It must not be for me. 
when I see a door that's wide open mm-hmm. um, in some place new, I'm like, oh, okay, whatever, kind of can look in. But when I see a door that has a little bit of a, a crack open, mm-hmm. it, it piques our curiosity, mm-hmm. right? Peek in it. <laughs> yeah. As opposed to being able to see it and saying, oh, I don't need that. I don't want it. Or, oh, that's just closed. So I'll walk away. There's something about disobedience that just opens up the door, a crack, a foothold, right? That we get curious and we want to know more. Mm -hmm. And yet that's such a trap and it leads us to an impure uh, thought life or or heart life. And um, it takes away our peace. I just think that's so interesting, right? Sin opens that door just enough for us to say, I want to see more. Mm -hmm. And that is, I mean, you talk about all those uh, areas the giants are, man, that'll get you going. Mm-hmm. It's tough when you see a door that's wide open and all your yep. friends are going through it. Yeah, that's right. And there they seem to be okay. That's right. Except, you know, the door is not what God has for you. That's it right. just doesn't mean it's okay for you to go through that. Yep. So you jump into 1 Samuel 17. There is the physical description of his physical presence, and it is certainly impressive. It says he was six cubits and a span it means about it's over nine foot tall, which we just say, as, you know, we're pretty impressed when someone's six, four, right? So yes. add another three feet. To yeah, him. Yeah, he, yeah. His bronze helmet on his head and his coat of scale armor, it weighed in, in pounds, 125 pounds. That's like wearing the size of a, probably a female, right? A person. A person. Yeah. <laughs> And on his legs, he had these bronze greaves. He had a bronze javelin, a javelin that was slung on his back. His spear shaft was like a weaver's rod. And its point, the point, the tip of this um, spear was 15 pounds. His shield was so big that he had a guy carry it for him. So here he comes. Like, this is a big dude with a lot of big, strong muscles. Yeah, I think I think we could all agree regardless of, you know, being up on the mountain or down on the valley, mm-hmm. <laughs> you yeah. are going to be uh, not ignoring Goliath. He's a hard no. one to ignore as he walks in. It's kind of like, he's got this formidable presence that, that walks in and, and in mm-hmm. verse eight, it says that Goliath, okay, now this big guy, really, really mm-hmm. big guy, strong, formidable presence. He stands up and he shouts to the ranks mm-hmm. of Israel, man, big shouting. Ah, why do you come out and line up for battle? Am I not a Philistine? And are you not the servants of Saul? Choose a man and have him come down to me. If he is able to fight and kill me, we will become your subjects. But if I overcome him and kill him, then you will become our subjects and you will serve us. Now, now look what look how he starts out in verse 8. Just at the beginning, am I not a Philistine? And right away he says, are you not the servants of Saul? Like right away, he goes at the people of God's, the army of Israel's identity. Mm -hmm. He starts by challenging their very identity. Like this is who I am. I am big and strong and I am loud. And who are you? I mean, I can kind of even hear him saying it in that tone, mm-hmm. like, who are yeah. you? Right. Yeah. And and I'm sure in his presence, they're already wondering who am I? <laughs> and mm-hmm. yet he's just going to feed into any kind of insecurity that they might have about who they are when facing such a large giant before them. Yeah. He was shifting like their allegiance from God to King Saul. Mm-hmm. So if your authority figure is King Saul, and by the way, he's not standing up like the champion to go out yeah, and fight. That's right. You know, King Saul's like hiding behind all the other chickens that's right. that were in the in the army at the time. 
Israel belonged to the most high God. And hadn't God been teaching them over and over and over again mm -hmm. since Egypt, I am the most high God. You serve nobody else but me. And yet here, Goliath is shouting at them, nothing about being a servant of the most mm. high God. You're a servant of a man, mm. King Saul. Mm, I think that's huge because that's the same thing giants do in our lives today, right? Mm -hmm. They try to challenge our conviction of our identity. And I think that's so huge, right? Because the enemy wants to, us to think that we belong to or are part of something small, right? Mm -hmm. <laughs> something like a King Saul. Mm -hmm. But in that moment, when the giant comes at us, it's like the first thing we need to do is embrace that truth that I belong to the Lord. That's right. And because I belong to the Lord, that is why I'm going to live, right? I'm going to live for the Lord. And I only answer to him. It's so interesting that Goliath intentionally did not come out and say, you who belong to Jehovah, right? Yeah, or Yahweh, the one that, that split built them the seas, up. exactly yeah. split the seas and did all these other things. He didn't, he didn't speak the truth of who they really belong to. I love what you just said, because that would have encouraged God's people. Instead, he spoke, you belong to mm -hmm. King Saul. Can't even mm -hmm. come up here and stand in front of me. That's right. right. Immediately they're like, oh, he is our king, right? That's this right. Is what giants do. Giants mm -hmm. try to make us feel small and make us forget or li not live like the fact that we actually belong to Christ. Our mind belongs to Christ. Our heart belongs to Christ. I mean, it, it, reading it and talking like this, we're like, it's so clear. Yeah. <laughs> Until the big giant's yelling. You know? Exactly. That's like, so why you got to have it. Right? That's right. And have well, it. Well, let's read further. In, in verse 10, it says, then the Philistine said, this day, I defy the armies of Israel. Give me a man and let us fight each other. Upon hearing the Philistines' words, Saul, remember, the king, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and all the Israelites were dismayed and terrified. So he's like, on this mm. day, not only is he challenging their identity, mm. he's like, I'm challenging the whole armies of God, yeah. right? I'm challenging the chosen people, Israel, which is just saying in, in Goliath's mindset, I have no respect for your God. No respect. How do we see that today, right? The day that we live in with the giants of today, our giants in today, 2024, are trying desperately. And I think in the culture, they are succeeding in many ways, trying to change the definition of God, of truth, of holiness. It's whatever whatever you want it to be, right? And, and they're challenging the authority of scripture, because if you don't want to believe scripture is true, the giant says you don't have to. So they're un trying to undermine the authority of God. It's the same Goliath um, tactic, you know, that they're using today. Exactly. It is exactly the same. Because if you continue on with this, like what do the giants look like today? Not only do they do the two things you just were speaking about, but giants say that we are our own gods. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. We hear this today. I mean, this story is always relevant to us, but man, there's mm -hmm. no time that I can remember where it has been so loud and pronounced that we get to determine our own truth, that we that's get right. to like be our own gods and make our own rules. That's that's mm -hmm. what the giants do. And then giants also say that we only answer to ourselves, mm -hmm. right? And, and like I was just saying, we get to define our own truth. The enemy wants us to think that we don't have to answer to God. 
right? right? That we get to be our own thing. Do what you want to do. You only answer to you, man, if there's not chaos involved in that. Um, yeah, that's crazy. And it's confusing when you have churches mm-hmm. that are not standing up to the giants, mm-hmm. right? And a whole church is shifting their culture and their theology to what suits what they want mm. and how far off track you're getting mm. as a, as a church, mm. as a, a body mm-hmm. of believers. So here's what we're doing um, for you guys who are listening to this podcast in this month, we are not rushing through the story of David and Goliath. So what we're encouraging you to do is go take your own journal, take your own Bible and your can your online Bible study tools, whatever you're using, open up to first Samuel chapter 17 and start go through some of the things we've shared just the very beginning and ask yourself to revisit these key points that we've talked about in this particular podcast, identify. And remember, ask the Holy Spirit to lead you in this. Father, what is a giant that is constantly challenging my commitment to Jesus Christ being, he's the most high God, right? What's my giant today? And ask the Holy Spirit then, have I opened a crack in a door? You know, where you've told me to do something and I didn't walk with obedience. Have I opened the door for the enemy to inhabit the land that you died for? You know, where he right now has a right to be shouting accusations at me Mm -hmm. because I opened a door. I need to ask forgiveness for that Mm -hmm. and close it. And then so this, this year of 2024, let's hit the ground pursuing God. I want to possess the land in all areas of my life that you conquered on the cross. I want to take back the land the enemy has been sitting in and occupying that belongs to the father, belongs to the father, that land of freedom, that land of peace, that land of victory in my mind, in my heart, in my priorities, in my relationships. God may 2024 be the year of taking back the land from the giants. That's right. So in your own quiet time now, this is important. This is, we shared with you from our quiet times in your own quiet time, go ahead and tackle this and really let God dig deep in your heart. So I encourage you, this is a good time to share this podcast with a friend who's got a giant breathing Mm -hmm. down their neck. Start off the year sharing this so that Mm -hmm. they can walk through these four teachings Mm -hmm. um, along with us as we journey it. So welcome to 2024, everybody from Lara Perino and Debbie Kiever. We just want to thank you for being part of us and this community and digging into the word together. We love and we appreciate you guys. That's right. Take care. See you next week. We believe that God will use what was shared to encourage you as you step into the more that he has prepared for you today. Thank you for joining us. Until next time, remember, you were created for more.